Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Good morning. Thanks for your company. I'm Talissa Bazaz, filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 29th of March. The flooding disaster has again turned deadly in Queensland, with one man dead and another missing. A man and five dogs drowned near Toowoomba yesterday when a car was swept off the road. The New South Wales man was the passenger in the car, being driven by a woman who managed to escape the torrent. It's Queensland's 14th flooding death this year. While authorities are continuing continuing to search for another man believed missing in floodwaters nearby. The flooding disaster continues to worsen in northern New South Wales and southeast Queensland this morning. The towns of Lismore and Kyogle in New South Wales and Dolby in Queensland have been evacuated, with the SES door knocking late into the night. More than 250 mils of rain has fallen over the Gold Coast and Coolangatta, with the weather system expected to move south today. The northern rivers recorded more than 100 mils in six hours yesterday, with another 150 mils expected to fall today. Six rescue aircraft are on standby. Meteorologist Dean Narramore from the Weather Bureau says there are a number of flood warnings across the two states with more torrential rain forecast today. A severe weather warning is current for heavy rainfall with possible localised very heavy rainfall leading to dangerous and life-threatening flash flooding. Overseas now when it's been revealed Russian billionaire and Chelsea FC owner Roman Abramovich and Ukraine peace negotiators have suffered symptoms of a suspected chemical poisoning after talks in Kyiv earlier this month. The Russian oligarch and two negotiators reportedly suffered sore eyes and skin peeling but have now recovered. It comes as Ukraine is carefully considering giving in to Russia's demands for neutrality, which has been a key sticking point in the peace talks so far. Russian President Vladimir Vladimir Zelensky says he could compromise over the status of the eastern Donbas region and would be willing to put the country's neutrality to a referendum. Security guarantees and neutrality, the nuclear-free status of our state. We are ready for it. This is the most important point. It was the first and principal point for the Russian Federation, as far as I recall. That translation, thanks to Nine. Back home and Treasurer Josh Frydenberg will hand down his fourth federal budget tonight. Immediate relief for cost of living pressures, including reducing the fuel excise, are set to be addressed. Meantime, the country's top doctor believes tonight's federal budget is the last chance for the government to demonstrate it's serious about addressing strains on our health system. Vice President Dr Chris Moy says it's the government's last chance to act. Everybody saw during COVID that the strong health system really is extremely important and it's not just a cost it's actually an investment because having a healthy community and a health system that works well actually means that you also have a healthier economy and we'll have more on the budget with scott phillips in finance coming up later in the bulletin and that slap by will smith at the oscars has gone viral the academy releasing an indirect response it says it does not condone violence of any form the u.s actor walked on stage and hit chris rock later accepting an award for best actor the incident shadowing an historic night with coda actor tony kotzer becoming the first deaf man to win an oscar while ariana DeBose became the first queer woman of colour to win an Oscar for her performance in West Side Story. 
now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground, starting in Western Australia. And a Perth father says life will never be the same following the tragic death of his six-year-old son. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details. The boy was found unresponsive in a neighbour's pool on Sunday after going missing in Perth South. It sparked a frantic search from police and local community members in Boragoon before making the devastating discovery. He was later taken to hospital but died overnight. His father Stephen here on 7 News says his son was non-verbal and couldn't yell out for help. He was a bloody special, special kid. He used to flap all the time. He couldn't talk, but we knew how to communicate with him. And we loved him to death and everyone that was in his life, he melted their bloody hearts. And to New South Wales now, thousands of paramedics across the state are again striking today, calling for more staff and better pay. Let's go to our Sydney reporter, Sasha Barbagat, for the latest. Talissa, for the third time this year, union members are taking 24-hour industrial action. They are refusing to leave their stations to fill gaps elsewhere and won't be carrying out non-urgent patient transfers. Paramedics in the state's north, though, won't be participating due to flood efforts. While nurses and midwives are planning to rally on Thursday in protest of what they call inaction on nurse-to-patient ratios. Now for the latest in business and finance with Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Tonight's the federal budget and while much has been pre-announced, the big economic question is, what will the bottom line look like? Talissa, good morning. That's absolutely the big one. You're absolutely right. It's a funny one, of course. Budget day used to be a single day. Now it's kind of a week of pre-announcements and well-placed leaks. Uh, We know most of the big headlines And of course, this is a pre-election budget, let's be honest. But the question is, as you say, what is the economy going to look like? What is the budget going to look like? We're expecting a lower unemployment number. We're expecting higher wages growth. They're good things for the budget. But of course, we also know there's the very real chance that there's a big cash splash coming. And of course, the interest itself, the debt, is going to be more expensive if and when interest rates go up. So there's a lot of moving parts, not only in the economy, but in the budget itself, And given we might have up to a decade, maybe even more, of deficits ahead, the bottom line is going to be a big question. Certainly one to watch tonight. It's like your Christmas, isn't it? (laughs) Pretty much (laughs) is. I'm one of those very, very few people who love the budget night, so I'm going to be having a good time, even if most people can't stand it. (laughs) Certainly. And Scott, while Lismore faces its second flood crisis in just a few weeks, property firm CoreLogix released a report on the cost of storms, rising sea levels and coastal erosion. Yeah, this is pretty brutal too. Look, the poor people in Lismore, of course, our hearts go out to them and, and what they're facing for the second time in such short, uh, such a short time frame. CoreLogic, though, has done a report on more of the country and thinking about particularly coastal areas, thinking about, as you've already mentioned, the risk and cost of storm surges, rising sea levels, uh, the simple reality, beach erosion. The simple reality is these things are going to become more common and more costly as that environmental damage encroaches on not only the metro areas, but some of the most expensive property. Of course, waterfront property is that much more expensive than the rest. It may be the front line when it comes to property damage or at least property risk. They're saying up to $5 billion of direct impact, possibly as much as $25 billion for various homeowners and, of course, their insurance companies if some of those environmental projections come to pass. Wow, and your heart goes out to all the people in the Northern Rivers this morning. And we finally know the tally from the Banking Royal Commission with ASIC wrapping up its court cases, having secured $110 million in penalties. Yeah, so much has happened since that Royal Commission, hasn't it? It feels like a a lifetime ago that we had the banks 
hauled in front of the commission and basically having to either fess up or having having their bad deeds uncovered. $110 million is the bottom line for the combination of fines and penalties as a result of court action brought by ASIC. We know, of course, the litany of wrongdoing. Uh, it was an absolute mess. We're hopeful, maybe with our fingers crossed, that maybe the banks have learned something, maybe things will change. But as you, as you say, the, the penalties themselves, $110 million worth in the end, hopefully they've learned some lessons and hopefully we can get better service from our banks and insurance companies in the years ahead. Scott, thanks. Chat soon. Thanks, Alyssa. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. The Aussie men's and women's cricket sides have injury concerns with two star all-rounders. Yes, good morning, Tilly. So let's start with the women's side. Of course, we have a World Cup semi-final coming up tomorrow morning in Wellington against the West Indies. Now, Elise Perry is no guarantee of uh, lining up. She has back spasms and the star all-rounder says she's got a few hurdles to jump. I think, yeah, we'll do a couple more things at training in the next next few days and if I get there, I do. Fingers crossed, but also, um, yeah, it's not a call we've made yet. Now, the men's side is over in Pakistan. They've got an ODI and T20 series coming up uh, against the home side over there. Uh, skipper Aaron Finch says that Mitch Marsh is dealing with a hip concern. So we're just going to have to wait and see what that looks like uh, in terms of the in terms of the scan, but I don't think he'll be available for this series based on how he was feeling yesterday. So Cameron Green, another West Aussie, is the like-for-like replacement for Mitchell Marsh. And the Socceroos coach has addressed speculation about his future as our World Cup dreams hang in the balance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Graham Arnold is keen to brush those aside at the moment. We face a difficult path to the World Cup. We were hoping to get through automatically by finishing in the top two in our uh, Asian qualifying group. That won't happen. We're locked into third, which means tomorrow morning's qualifier against Saudi Arabia has no bearing uh, on qualification. We have to now go through two sudden-death playoff rounds, and Arnold says he's tried to shut out all the noise about his future. I'm sorry, but I don't read what you guys write, and I don't do any social media. I block out all the external noise and just uh, focus on the players because uh, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, whether Graham Arnold is there for those two sudden death playoff rounds, we'll have to see. But uh, yes, certainly uh, a difficult path now to the World Cup. Certainly. And in the AFL, Tigers superstar Dustin Martin is weighing up his future. Yeah, and the coach, Damien Hardwick, spoke about this last night on uh, Fox Footy. He still remains on personal leave. There's no date set for his return. Here is what Dimmer had to say. I think Dustin's taking his time to figure out what he needs uh, to move forward. And you know, he's had a, a really tough six months, none tougher than what he's had to deal with, first with injury, then with the loss of his father. And just quickly in the NRL, Jaden Campbell, the young Titans fullback, is in doubt to face the Tigers on Thursday night. He has a, uh, a rib injury. Jermaine Asako only arrived at the club from the Broncos last week. He could be the replacement fullback. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Talisa. And a Ukrainian man is getting international praise after making a daring run to rescue a group of kangaroos from a zoo in Kharkiv. The 10 Australian animals were around 40 kilometres from the Russian border in northeast Ukraine, the zoo coming under heavy shelling in recent weeks. The Ukrainian man took it upon himself to cover a van with straw and pick up the roos one by one before racing them to safety. Good on him. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Talissa Bazaz. Thanks for your company. Stay safe. And Australia Today's Morning Agenda will be back tomorrow. Listener.